0: Glory to God. How many of you are ready to receive from the Lord tonight? Amen. The Lord's got a word for us tonight. I was speaking with a particular friend, um, fellow church member, this week, and we were talking about some things, and the Lord got to start in me for the remainder of the week. It took me a little while to flesh it out, but I believe I've got something for you. Amen? Amen? Let's turn to Colossians 1, verse 15. Colossians 1, verse 15. Thank You, Lord. Thank You for Your anointing in Your Spirit and for speaking to us tonight, Lord. Amen. Thank You, God. We expect to receive from You and to have increase come in our life, Lord. We Help us in the name of Jesus, I pray, to live more like You and more in accordance to Your plan and Your Amen. purpose for our life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Colossians 1.15 says, "...for He is the image of the invisible God." The firstborn over all creation. Amen. Amen. He's the image of the God that we don't see here in this earth. Glory to God. Now, it says that He's the firstborn over all creation. What what does this mean? What does firstborn mean? If I say that I have my firstborn son, Clay, now, I wouldn't say that if there weren't more. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I would just say my only son. Like God referred to Jesus when He was here in the earth, He's my only begotten Son. But then later the Bible, the Lord prompted Paul to write, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all my creation. Glory to God, He, you know what, and the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. In John chapter 1 verse 14 it says, the Word became flesh. That is the image of the invisible God. The Word became flesh and He dwelt among us. That's right. He had on this earth 33 years. That's right. And He was the firstborn. Everybody say firstborn. 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 Now, Amen. now I submit to you that there are more on this earth that are like Him. Right. My, Pastor Brian and I, we have two children now living in the earth. We have one on the way. Amen. The one on the way is invisible to you. There's a machine that in a few weeks they'll take a look and, and you'll see the image of that. But to you, I could tell you that there's a child on the way, but you can't see it. That's right. You have to just something by faith believe there's a child there. Is that right? Okay. So, Pastor Brian and I, when we have our children, people look at Clay and they say, He looks like Brian. People look at Jared. They say, He looks like you. And there's lots of debate that goes back and forth. Who does the child look like? And then, later on, Clay, all of a sudden, people start to say, Well, he looks like you. And you know what happened then? He still looks just like his daddy, but he acts like me. So people, you know, the mannerisms and the things that, you know, that He does, now all of a sudden, but okay, He's like you too. Jesus, the firstborn over all creation. I made a comment last night to somebody and the Holy Ghost checked me. I was like, well, Lord. I was walking into Office Depot on my cell phone just bopping along and the Lord said, I I ain't right. Um, I told the lady, I said, you're one of a kind. The Lord said, no, she's not. And I thought, well, well, <laughs> Okay, so I got to meditating on that though, and, and I thought, you know what? That's what the Lord's been ministering to me this week. She is not one of a kind because she's one of mine. That's right. There are many of this kind. Right. Is that true? Jesus, again, on the earth, the image of God, but He was the only the firstborn. That's right. There were secondborns, and thirdborns, and fourthborns, And more borns than what we could ever imagine that there is. And I'm one of them. And you're one of them. Can we say that we now are the image of the invisible God? The second born over all creation. Glory to God. Let that sink into you tonight. It has to do with your purpose and why you're here on the earth. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15. There might not be anybody else just like you in your physical DNA, but bless God, if we're doing what we're supposed to on this earth, there's another one who's just like you. There's another one who's just like you. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 15, verse 42. <clears throat> so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It's raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, but raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, but it's raised in power. It is sown a natural body, but it's raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spirit is not first, but the natural, and afterwards the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man, the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so are those who are heavenly. And as we were born of the image of the man of dust, we shall bear the image of the heavenly man. Amen. Glory to God. Even though we were born into this world, we were born of dust, we were reborn. And created in the image of the heavenly one. Amen. Glory to God. Well, we are again, are a top of Jesus on the earth. Now we have to ask ourselves, if we're a top of Jesus in this earth, what was Jesus' purpose on the earth? Why did he come? Why was he here? I got three things. Three things why Jesus came. 1 John 3 verse 8. 1 John 3 verse 8. Why did Jesus come? Because if we can find out why did Jesus come, we can get a good picture of why we came. Right. Why God had us born in the earth. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in 1 John 3, verse 8, For this purpose the Son of God was made manifest that He might destroy the works of the devil. Right. From the beginning, what did the devil do? He separated man from God. Right. No. Adam and Eve were born into the garden. They were there. They were in His presence. No clothes on. They didn't care. They were covered with Him. They walked in the cool of the day with the Lord, were able to speak with the Lord, and the serpent came and deceived the woman. She ate of the fruit. We all know the story. She ate of the fruit. The man joined in with her, and immediately they were separated from God. They didn't know why, but all of a sudden on the inside of them now, they're not in His image anymore. Amen. They've changed, and they run and and they gather, you know, leaves and stuff to put on them so that they can cover themselves. And it made then a separation from them and the Lord. And the Lord said, "Because you've done this thing, these things are going to begin to happen to you." Amen. The first thing that's going to happen to you is that I'm going to have to put you out of my presence. I'm going to have to put you out of the garden, and and He set angels there so they couldn't come back in and and and. Ever eat of the tree of life and stay in their fallen state. Immediately God, in His, in His wisdom, said, I got a plan. I got to keep them out of here so they can't live in darkness forever and I've got a plan and now I've got to put this in motion. But the devil, what did He, the works of the devil, Jesus was come to destroy the works of the devil. First off, He separated men from God and He took them out of a place of total security and blessing or the provision of God. Because God, during the curse that He pronounced on them, said, you know what, now man, instead of just having the fruit and eating the fruit and enjoying it, now you're going to have to work by the sweat of your brow and you're going to have to do it yourself. Amen. He later said, I'll bless your basket as long as you'll go ahead and obey me now, but you're still going to be the one. You're going to have to go out to work and you're going to do this. That's right. And women, you've got a curse and you're going to have this in childbirth, but I'll save you in childbirth if you'll, if you'll believe me. Amen. If you'll do what I said. And He... You know, he went on to pronounce all sorts of things. But the devil, he took away their perfect health. They were never going to be sick as long as they were there. They were never going to have ailment as long as they were there. They were were never going to have a lack of peace as long as they were there. These are the things that the works of the devil started in our life. Is that right? So therefore, he took away then, you know... Uh, it would rock your world, but if, if Adam and Eve had not sinned, they would still be there in the garden in His presence. Amen. Physical death was never the plan of God. Amen. That's why God had to, again, go in His wisdom and say, okay, now I've got to do these things. I've got to prepare a place for him I've got to do this. And He said, there's no sting to death as long as we know Him because we don't sorrow without hope. But this was the work of the devil that never would have taken place had Amen. There not have been sin to begin with. Right. Glory to God. Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says, I have given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and all the, oh, over all the power of the enemy. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus said in John 14 verse 12, John 14 verse 12, we're laying some groundwork here. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tell you what. On 14, 12 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than him will he do. Because I go to my Father. What works could be greater than the works that Jesus did on the earth? I'm glad you asked. Because I have an answer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What works could be greater? Luke 19, verse 10 Luke 19 verse 10. Number one, Jesus was sent to destroy the works of the devil. Number two, Bible says in Luke 19 verse 10, for I have come to seek and to save that which is lost. Those who are lost. I have come to seek and save those who are lost. Mark 16 verse 15. Verse 16, verse 15. Hallelujah. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, and we are the second born. The second born. That means we've come into the earth to destroy the works of the devil. Is that true? Hallelujah. Mark chapter 16 says, And He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. Everybody say, those who believe. believe. That means me. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Amen. So then after the Lord had spoken these things, He was received up in the heaven, He sat down at the right hand of God, and it began, the greater works. The greater works that were left for us, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the words with accompanying signs. Amen. The Lord wants to work with us. And the early church knew this. In Acts. The early church. When Jesus ascended, He said this. They went to the upper room then, and the Bible says that the two men in white apparel came and received Him out of their sight, and then they were left there. He told them to wait until they were endued with power from the Holy Spirit, and then the ministry of the church began. The ministry of the church didn't begin our ministry. The ministry of the secondborn didn't begin until Jesus was gone. They could do few things, But most of the time we find His disciples saying, why can't we do it? And Jesus saying, because you don't have any faith. Stand by and watch and I'll show you how this is done. And He's been teaching them. He's been teaching them. He was sometimes, I think, a little, you know, just maybe disappointed that they weren't getting it any quicker. But then He said, you know what? That's okay because I got a plan. Go receive the Holy Ghost. Get you some power. And then and then you'll get it going on, right? Then you'll get it going on. So Acts chapter four. Acts chapter four verse two. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Is that right? Two through fourteen. Yeah. If I was in Acts, that'd be good, but I'm in John and that won't work. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. This is after they've received the Holy Spirit. In chapter 3, we find Peter and John at the gate called beautiful. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to you in the name of Jesus. Get up and walk. Well, that made a big stir. Because they're excited because they've killed Jesus. Jesus is gone. And the, people, the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees and all those other sees think... It's over. This man has messed us up for three years. We've gone and taught our dead rules, and he's come in, and he's rocked the world. He's turned everything upside down. People are getting sad. People are getting healed. People are getting raised up from deathbeds. And they've never seen us do anything like that. And so they killed him. And they thought, okay, it's over. But you know what? The Bible says that if the devil had known what he was doing, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. Because what that did when He crucified the Lord of glory and Jesus ascended, was then it released the power for every one of us who would believe to walk in this earth and release His power in this earth just like He did. Just like He did. And again, the early church knew that. Man, they were upset They and, and they threatened. Threatened the disciples because they said, preach and teach no more in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 2, being greatly disturbed by what they told the people and preached Jesus the resurrection from the dead, they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and a number of men came to be about 5,000. And it came to pass on the next day that the rulers and elders and scribes, <coughs> as well as Annas the high priest, Ephesus, John, Alexander, as many people were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together in Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power and name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we this day were judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, for what means has he been Well, Let it be known to all of you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by Him this man stands before you whole. And this is the stone which the builders rejected, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other name, for there is no other name given under heaven or in earth by which men must be saved." Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know what? When you got the power of Jesus on the inside of you, you'll get some boldness, won't you? And people will look at you and they'll say, you know, there's no reason that they would have this. Peter and John are fishermen. They never, they've never done anything but Fish. And now, all of a sudden, they have this power and this boldness and this spirit about them that nobody can explain except for they're like, okay, whatever, this thing they got, that's what we saw Him have. They took notice that they had been with Jesus. Now, on down to verse 21. So when they had further threatened them, they've been threatening them all night and all day. When they, <clears throat> when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them, because of the people, since they had glorified God for what had been done. For this man was over forty years old, whom the miracle of healing had been performed. And being let go, they went into their own company, reported all that the chief and priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard <clears throat> that they had raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made the heavens and the earth and all that is in them who by the mouth of your servant David said, Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against His Christ. They said, God, you know what? You are great and mighty. And you have already said that people were going to be gathered against the Lord and against His Christ. So it's no wonder that they're gathered against us now because you've given us His power. For truly... "...against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, would gather together, to do whatever your hand and your purpose had determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look upon their threats, and grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word, by stretching out your hand to heal, that the signs and wonders may be done in the name of your holy servant Jesus." And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke the word with boldness. Amen. Amen. And the Lord gave them power. And they testified of the resurrection of Jesus. And they had power. And they continued then to do the mighty works in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 But now, Jesus said in Matthew 4.19... Follow me. He was going around. This is when Jesus was first in the earth and when God had released him to do his ministry. The Holy Spirit had come upon him and Jesus went by and he picked out his twelve and he said, If you'll follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. I'll teach you how to go get men because it's been my purpose from the beginning. I'm the firstborn. I'm the firstborn. But if you'll follow me, I'll teach you how to do it too. I'll teach you how to do it too. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4 verse 23. Matthew chapter 4 verse 23. Hallelujah. And Jesus went about Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then His fame went out among Syria. And they brought to Him all the sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed and epileptics and paralytics, and He healed them all. And great multitudes followed them from Galilee to the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. Amen. Beyond the Jordan. Multitudes followed Him, it says. Now we see Jesus... What purpose did He have on this earth to destroy the works of the devil? Sickness, disease. We saw Him feed people that didn't have food. We saw Him raised from the dead. We saw Him give demoniacs back their peace. Amen. Amen. When He was here on the earth, and we, like Jesus, were created to manifest God and good works in this earth. We were created. What was our purpose? For this purpose the sons of God were made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. We've been sent to manifest God here. If we're not manifesting God here, we have missed our purpose. For for the ones for the, those who believe he gave the power to become the sons of God. I love it the way Pastor Brian explains that, because for women You can be a son too. Because all that meant is that the sons had the inheritance and they got it all. Amen? The women are not excluded. There's no exclusion here. Children, men, women alike. To those who will believe, He gives the power and the authority to become the sons of God. For this purpose, you were born. To destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, you were manifest to seek and to save that which is lost. Let's renew our purpose. Amen, We're seeing people every day, every day that need to be sought and that need to be saved. Do we see them every day? Amen. Amen, Miss Cynthia shares with me all kinds of stories from her work. People who are just lost, lost. And for her, there are people that most of us wouldn't want to be around. But I tell you what, Jesus said, you know what, over and over and over and over, when He would be in a crowd of people and the multitudes were coming because His fame was just all abroad and people were rubbing up against Him and getting Him dirty and they weren't always maybe the cleanest people. There were people with diseases that the priest wouldn't touch. Is that right? The holy people would not touch, but they were people that Jesus said, these disciples said, don't bother the Master. Shh! The blind man said, Jesus, have mercy on me! And the disciples said, Shh! Don't disturb the Master. They didn't understand their purpose yet. They didn't understand why they were there yet. Let us not be the ones that look at people and say, you're a bother. Amen. Don't rub up against me because you're dirty. Jesus rebuked them and He said, bring him on. What, what, what do you want me to do for you? Amen. You know what we ought to be saying in this earth, when we see people like that, what, would, what do you want the Lord to do for you? Amen. And when they look at you like, what? what? Say, because I'm His child and the thing that you desire from Him, I have it. Amen. Would Amen. we see change? Would we see a multitude? Would, would, would we see fame going out? If we were walking among the earth and we were able and willing to say the thing that you desire, I have it. Amen. You're hungry. You're thirsty. You're needy on the inside. And I have what you need. That's right. Or do we intend to hide it? Amen. Do we intend... To, the Bible says you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its savor, what good is it? What good is it but to be trampled under the foot of men? You're the light of the world. Like a city set upon a hill for people to come and find light there. You don't put a lamp under a basket, but on a candle stand. It gives light to all those that are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. This is why they never had anything on Jesus. They could never find anything wrong because he was going through the earth doing good works. He wasn't tangled all up. We were talking yesterday after the partnership meeting or well in the intermission while we were having lunch. And we were talking about drama in the workplace. Drama. <laughs> Woo! And I um I was sharing with them, you know, we were talking about various places. I was sharing with them that last year I worked in a particular place and it had been a while since I had been in a secular job. So there I am, you know, in my little secular job being a lot, hopefully, to everyone who's around. And there were some of them, praise the Lord, not saying because I don't like to go into a place and say, I'm a Christian. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, I don't tell you. If, I, if you don't know, by the time you've been around me for a day or two, there's something wrong with me. Amen. Is that true? You don't have to go in with your little Christian fish on your shirt. You know? Um, I'm saved. You know? People know. People know. And the girl that worked with me, it was about three days in, and she said, you know the Lord, don't you? I said, I do. <laughs> I said, let me tell you what I know about the Lord. You know, we talked, we talked, and she was a believer, and bless God, I believe it was a God appointment. He put me there, and, and when she and I got some things done and had some change in her life, and it was good, and it's still being a blessing to me, that. But um, she, she, taught, she would tell me, she said, you beat all I ever seen. I said, well, I guess that's good, like you say. You know, she said, and man, that place, if there wasn't drama going on, you wonder, if somebody died. I mean, they were, and it was mostly the pre-k side where I taught, we kind of tried to stay a little straight laced, but man, the other side was just the drama meal. And they'd come over and they would talk, just, he said, she said, they said, they did, they wanted that, blah, 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 blah. And she told me one day, she said, you don't get in drama. Amen. I said, no, I don't. <laughs> she said, she said, but they all come talk to you. And I said, yeah, they do. I said, but you know, the way to stop drama is don't repeat it. Don't, don't take it any further, right? right. Amen. So the salt of the earth, if we lose our savor, what good are we? Is that right? We weren't, we weren't put on this earth to entertain things. We were put on this earth for a purpose. And we were put on this earth to manifest God. But I tell you what, there were people in that place that it didn't take too long and when they had stuff going on in their lives, they came to my classroom. Amen. Let me talk to you. Can you pray? Amen. I had the assistant director one morning. I came in the door and I'm, oh, I usually try to get to work. This, this is a good idea too. I usually try to get to work about 15 minutes early. Because, again, some of you have heard my spiel about running in the door with paper flying. You know? You ought to look like you got a purpose when you get to wherever you're going if it's your secular job. Look like you got a purpose when you get there. You know? I got there about 15 minutes early and the assistant director was sitting over in her office and she said, Come here. I'm like, Okay. So I go in her office she shut the door behind her. I said, um, what's going on? And she said, I need you to pray. And I was like, alright, okay, we can do this. I my like, man, first thing in the morning, 7.15, woo! But no, then we prayed. And the Lord met her there. Healed her that day. Amen. Hey, we were put on the earth for good works. For good works. Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10. Hallelujah. The second born. I like it. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, verse 10. <clears throat> it says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. These are the things that God prepared when Adam and Eve slipped he said, you know what? I'm going to start a new breed. Amen. A new breed. And I'm going to send Jesus and He's going to be the firstborn. Amen. But then I'm going to send these after Him that I'm going to create in Him. Amen. And as long as they stay in Him, I'm going to give them good works to do. Amen. But, you, but you know what? We've got to every day. Every day. Say, Lord, what good work is it today? What good work is it today? And if you don't hear Him speak to you directly, find one. Find one. Because the Bible says that in His name and by His authority, He's already given us the power. We need to start to hone ourselves a little better. You know what I mean? File. Fine-tune. That when we see somebody sick or lame, that we just, you know what? And the only reason we wouldn't do it is because we would be afraid. To go to them and say, you know what? Would you like the Lord to heal you? Because in my hands there are healing. Amen. It's there. I've been given the ability to manifest God for you. Amen. Is it true? Did yes. God say that? Yes. Did God said that in, did Jesus say that I'm going away but greater works will you do? You know what the greater works are? It's not that the healings that we can do are greater, but there are more than more of us than there were of Him, because this isn't about you. This isn't about the individual. It's about now what the body can do and what spot you can fit in that nobody else can fit in, and what person you can reach that no one else can reach. That's right, amen. That's one way. The second way is, is that Jesus never got anyone born again. He was, cre- he was here on this earth, and we were not able to be recreated in His likeness until He was gone. And that is the greatest miracle that you'll ever give anyone. Amen. To see them born again and changed in their spirit. Are you a life-giving spirit? Did the Bible say that we started in the flesh, but then we became of the Spirit? That the man could give natural breath, but that Jesus could give was the giver of a life-giving spirit? You are the second born, created in His image. You have the ability to give life. I don't mean like God the Creator. Obviously, He was the only one that could create life. But now you have the ability to give life to other people, life in Him. Can a man be put back into his mother's womb and be born? No. But his spirit can be given life that it has never had. We are not born in the image of God. We say that all the time. People like to say, Oh, we're all God's children. No, we're not. I'm sorry. It sounds good. But it's not true. Because... We are born now into that natural, sinful flesh. And everybody walking around you, the people that you see on a daily basis, they are in need and some of them don't even know it. And until somebody expresses that to it and helps them see, they're not going to get it. You are a life-giving spirit. Amen. Amen. You know what? We are to be the king's ambassadors in this earth. And some of us have gotten off of that. Some of us have thought about all the things that we could do to make our life just like we want it. Some of us have gone day to day and worried more about the laundry than we did doing the will of the Father today. Yeah. Some of us have gone through our day and we've worried about how come I can't have a bigger house than I have. When Jesus said, if you would seek first my kingdom, the things would be added to you. If you don't have any things being added to you, you may want to ask yourself, am I seeking his kingdom? Look in the mirror. (laughs) Now sometimes there's what we call seed time and harvest. And there's a waiting period. But I believe that we can see the Lord doing little things on the way. He don't just leave, you know, He don't, don't just not speak all the while. While there's seed time and harvest. I'm not saying that you can't sow a seed. But I am saying that if you're finding yourself complaining and thinking about the things that are going wrong, you're probably misdirected. We're here, again, to be the king's ambassadors on the earth. You are here to bring reconciliation to those who are separated and alienated from the life of God. First second Corinthians five verse fourteen through twenty one. You can turn there, but I'm going to read it out of the God's Word Translation because I think it's really good. Clearly Christ's love guides us. We are convinced of the fact that one man has died for all people. Therefore, all people have died. He died for all people so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for the man who died and has brought us back to life for them. So from now on, we don't think of anyone from a human point of view. If we did think of Christ from a human point of view, we don't anymore. Whoever is a believer in Christ is a new creation. The old way of living has passed away and a new way of living has come into exercise. God has done all this. He's restored our relationship with Him through Christ and He has given us the ministry of restoring others. In other words, God was using Christ to restore His relationship with humanity. He didn't hold people's faults against them and He has given us the message to restore and tell others. Therefore, we are Christ's representative. And through us, God is calling you. We beg you, on Christ's behalf, become reconciled to God. Do you hear that? Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God was pleading through us, we beg you that on Christ's behalf, Be reconciled to God. For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we could become His righteousness. When's the last time you pleaded with God? When's the last time you pleaded with someone? Be reconciled with the Lord. Because you know what? The most important thing that we can do in this earth is to give life to someone else's spirit. And it's what we've been put here for Amen. it's what we look, guys. The Bible says that our life is but a vapor I've right. seen um the example given, and I wish I had one right here with me of a hairspray can <laughs> gone in god's eyes well then why why can we say then that he loves us and and what and 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 he you know why? Because we are His creation. We are that second born. And He loves us just like He did Jesus. But to Him in the grand scheme of things, He's not really concerned about all the things that we can have in this earth. The reason why He has set His affection on us and that He provides for us and gives us the things that we need is so that we can fulfill His purpose. Which should become our purpose. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not that He's not concerned about us individually because He wants us to be able to be happy and have joy and have peace and walk in that. But it's still not for us. It's not about me. It's not about you. I'm sorry. It's not all about you. You know? It's not... Glory to God, it's about the fact that He wants to reconcile humanity to Himself. And we need to get that heart just a little bit more in us. We do. You know what? And so what, what, what we're going to do and what we need to set ourselves to do tonight and what I need to challenge you to do tonight is to, you know what, you go out in your workplace, you go out in your school, you go out in Walmart and you plead with them. The Bible says because we have noticed that we have become new creatures in Christ Jesus, the old things have been passed away and all things have become new, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. And we beg them, plead with them, earnestly ask and contend for them the lost and the precious fruit of the earth. And the Lord said that if we would ask Him, He would give us the heathen for an inheritance. We need to plead with God and we need to plead with men. Amen. I plead with you, come and be reconciled to God. We need to know what our authority is on the earth, right. and we need to exercise it in the earth. We need to believe God for signs and wonders to follow us, because we believe, because the only reason that a fame went out about Jesus in the earth is because of the signs and wonders that he did. And He's given them to us to do. People are not gonna come just because you say, would you like to accept Jesus? They're gonna say, what do I need with Jesus? I mean, don't you get that all the time? I know, but Pastor Brian, I talk about it all the time. I'm like, you know, maybe we should just go talk to them. They're like, they don't see the need. If God doesn't, you know, I mean, we can plead, we can maybe we can plant a seed with talking to people that will at least jar their thoughts. And we need to be doing that. We do, because it can stir them in the night. You need the Lord. But Jesus, even Himself, He did not just go teach and preach. He manifested the power of God. And because of that, signs and wonders, people came. It is the dinner bell. It is the dinner bell. It's what causes people to come. We need to know who we are in Him. You know what? And it doesn't take hours and hours and hours of praying and hours and hours and hours of confessing and this, that, and the other. We just need to look in the Word and it says that believers will do it and just do it. Believe that the Lord will confirm His Word through you with signs following. Amen. 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 Signs follow them that believe. And I believe that this week, if you'll ask Him, this week, that He'll use you and that He'll give you some signs following. Amen. And that people will come because of it. And a great fame can grow out among Valdosta, Georgia, Amen. and among Lowndes County, Amen. and among the surrounding region of the works of Jesus who are being wrought by the hands of His disciples. Amen. And they'll take notice and say, she's been with Jesus. He's been with Jesus. And you know what? We can't say anything about them. There's no evil we can speak of them because the good works that they do, no one can do by their own hand. Amen. Amen. Find your purpose. And it starts with finding the purpose of Jesus because God's purpose never changed for His children. Amen. Glory to God. Well, let's pray.